over the weekend, I was blindfolded and fed cake, which sounds <laughs> like a terrific fantasy, doesn't it? For me? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was fed chocolate cake and red velvet cake, both with the frosting, with no frosting. So that could not be a clue. And I was unable to tell the difference between the two of them. Yeah. So he had three little slight, like three tastes of red velvet, three tastes of chocolate. He thought they were all chocolate. He thought I was punking him. I could, it's, it was so weird because the day before we did this on Sunday afternoon and on Saturday, I actually had a piece of red velvet cake and thought, Oh, I, this is, uh, I can I definitely know what this is. Totally know what it is. But when you're blindfolded and you don't have, you can't see it. And, but you also don't have the clue that's the frosting. Cause right. I've, any good red velvet cake is just cream cheese frosting, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that, it's the same. One of my friends said it well, he messaged me and said, red velvet cake is a lie. Okay, if you are making a traditionally proper red velvet cake, you, I think you put both. You use buttermilk and you put vinegar in the recipe, and that gives it more of a tangy type of flavor. If you're making a traditional whatever, but there are people who make a chocolate cake and then just put a ton of red food coloring in it. Yep, and that is passable if you use the cream cheese frosting. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like. You feel like your whole life is a lie. Well, yeah. I just feel like weird now saying that red velvet's my favorite cake. Because technically it's not. My favorite cake is chocolate cake with cream cheese frosting. <laughs> the upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that there are like four or five different grocery store chains all within two miles of our house. And I just like that convenience. It's kind of nice. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for kind coworkers. If you would like to win daily prizes and $999, uh, we can give you that chance right now. Text the word DREAM to 800-434-5454. D-R-E-A-M is today's word. 800-434-5454. Good luck. My first day of work was yesterday. I survived my first day. I think you did really well. Did you cry at all at work? I didn't cry. Did you cry driving to work? No. Did you cry getting ready in the morning? No. Okay. No, I didn't cry. Um, I almost cried when, so my coworker surprised me with a skylight frame and then put pictures of Ellie on it. And I almost cried looking at the reel, but I wasn't crying because like, I felt like I was missing out because I really, I really lucked out with everything. I mean, I have the perfect situation and I, I know that, um, you know, 
she gets to stay home with Jeff, which is amazing. Um, I go to work at 4 a.m., which means I'm so tired. <laughs> um, but the, was that was that a really good fake yawn or was that a real yawn? That was a real yawn. Oh, okay. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, but with her naps and stuff included, I think I'm only missing out on like three hours of her day. So I was oh, just not not even that. I don't even think you're missing that much, are you? Well, you've. Got- oh, okay. Because I did the math too to see how much time you'd actually. You're counting the morning nap, which I don't think you should count because you never got up for that. Right. So I'm only missing like two hours a day with her. If uh, if that. I think I did the math and I think it was 90 minutes. But yeah. whatever. It's still 90 minutes. Well, no, I think it's the more. I think the bigger deal for me is getting back onto a schedule, getting up so early, figuring out how to make all of my responsibilities and commitments work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and just getting into a new flow. So I think when I saw the pictures of her, I was just sad. Cause I was like, I can't believe she's already five months old. Like, I feel like we just found out we were pregnant and right. now this kid is growing up so fast. I can't even handle it. Like, it just blows my mind. So I know we've been talking a lot about me going back to work. I know I'm not the first person who's ever gone back to work from maternity leave. And I get that I have a super sweet situation. But one of my friends on Instagram said something that if you are feeling something, your feelings are valid. Oh, you of know? course. Yeah, yeah. So I had a little bit of a pit in my stomach yesterday. And it was just honestly because there's just a lot of change right now. Yeah. It's just a new life. There's no real change. It's just adjustment to the new routine, right? It's just a – it's a div- new division of responsibilities. You know what I mean? So it's just figuring out how to manage all of my responsibilities that now includes Ellie. So it's just a weird – yeah, it's not like a new routine but, per but se as it pr- is like it just – I have a lot of responsibilities right now and I just don't know how I'm going to make them all work. But I think if we like we plotted out a schedule for the week based on all around your schedule and then we merged it with Ellie's schedule so that you should have time if we if we stick to that schedule, you should have time um, to fill in those blanks. And if you don't then we can change things. But you know what I didn't account for is just the, because I kind of forgot is the, I didn't account for the, how tired, tiring it is to get up at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. You know, like that just, no matter how you slice it, that just takes a little more out of you. What did you do Um, with your snooze button yesterday morning? I, I turned off my stuff. I didn't snooze. You didn't snooze? No, I read it. I read some stuff online, but no, I didn't sneeze. Oh, nice. Okay, very good. Um, I have a question regarding you uh, being back at work, and I don't think it's a pressing question. Okay. So you can think about it if you want, but at some point, I'm going to need to know the answer to this. If Ellie has a milestone not in your presence, do you want me to pretend it never happened? No. Or do you want me to tell you? No, you immediately tell me. Oh, okay. And then you try to replicate it and like so video if she, it. So if she scoots up on her, you know, all fours and starts crawling, 
Yeah. Then you immediately have to text me and be like, oh my God. Okay. You won't feel sad for missing that? I mean, I will miss it, but here's the thing. Have you, <laughs> you know, when, have you ever been in a relationship? And I think this is mostly in like younger relationships. I don't know. Yeah. At least for me, it was. Yeah. But where everybody knows something, but one of the people in the relationship and you feel left out of the party. No. What do you mean? So like my high school boyfriend and not high school boyfriend, college boyfriend had told like everybody else, this one thing that he didn't tell me. And it was about this party that he went to and all this stuff. And it wasn't a big deal, but when everyone else was talking about it and joking around about it, I was, I felt stupid. Cause I'm like, well, I'm your girlfriend. And I don't even know that you're the one who should know. Yeah. And I don't want to feel silly and ridiculous and left out. You know what I mean? But so I would, but the I, party is me, you and Ellie now. So I don't want there to be this, like you two know stuff and I don't. And then I feel stupid. Plus you're a horrible liar. Yeah, I am. So well, I'm glad you answered that way because it would be really tough. Like when you came home and said, well, how, how was today? Anything exciting happened? And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, I want to, I wrote, this might sound kind of random, but it's a little bit connected to your first day going back to work. Um, I wrote these th these notes down in hopes that they will benefit someone. And it was about our approach to you going back to work. Okay. So we're following a schedule with with Ellie that has worked out really well so far. It's the schedule that Mom's on Call put together. Mm -hmm. And she is a great sleeper. She naps really well. She falls asleep at night pretty quickly, sleeps through the night. She's a good sleeping kid. And she definitely knows her routine. Mm -hmm. Like, it's funny if we're out for a walk and I think what time's her her – nap 10 or uh new 12 15 i think yeah 12, okay 15. so if we're out for a walk and at, like at 12 20 we look down and she's sound asleep we're like oh we must it must be later than we thought you know because she's so good and i the way we approached callie going back to work was by taking ellie's schedule writing down what mom's on call recommends Ellie's schedule to be right now, then writing down the non-negotiables of Callie's schedule. And we just shifted the mom's on call suggested schedule by like 35 minutes, I think. I think it was 45. 45 minutes so that you can give Ellie a bath and read her a book and tuck her in at night. Yeah. So I say all of that to get to this point. If you can train yourself to be a person to look for solutions, you will always find them. If you train yourself to just see the problems or the challenges, you will never find the solution because you're going to be so consumed with the problems, right? Mm -hmm. So it took a little bit of work figuring out how a schedule would come together, but we made it work because it was never a negotiable. Like, I don't think either. Well, one I'm really impatient. And I think the hard thing for me is, and this has been a struggle for most of my life is when I don't see an immediate solution, I revert to, well, it's just not going to work. 
Right. And I get like frustrated and I would do the same thing with like my math homework when I was a kid. You know what I mean? I just get really frustrated and then give up instead of trying to work through the problem with patience. It's really hard for me. You're really good at saying, okay. And I think the words you said to me were, cause I said, well, I'm just not going to be able to put Ellie to sleep. You two can put me down and then do the bedtime routine. And yeah. you're like, well, I'm going to be waking up and doing her morning routine and I'm going to be doing her bedtime routine. That's not fair to you. Right. Like that leaves you out of important bonding time with her. And for, for the entirety of, of Ellie's five months on earth here, four and a half months on earth, Callie puts her to bed every single night. I wake up with her because Jeff likes early. I'm fine. I'm, I get up early anyways. Yeah. So Callie would rather sleep in. Yeah. Um, so I, it's nice to have a partner that doesn't jump in with my frustration frustration of not being able to find a solution immediately and giving up. And you're really good at encouraging me to find solutions. And I think that's important in relationships that you have in your life. If it's not your significant other that does that to have a friend that, you know, like one of my girlfriends who lives in Denver, she is so solution oriented. And I know if I call her with an issue, she's going to help me find a solution when I'm like, there's nothing to be done. Like she will help me get there. So if you struggle with that and you're naturally not good at finding solutions to things, um, you know, find, find a, a friend, a, a find a friend. I mean, it sounds really silly, but it really works and it helps you kind of train your brain how to look for those things for whatever reason. Well, and I think it might be related to my early years as a radio producer. Like I think I'm not sure who influenced me in this way, or if I just came up with this on my own and then it just became part of my being. But my natural go-to when I am presented with anything, like an idea, a plan, a, a whatever it is, I immediately think of all the places where it could go wrong. And then I immediately think of the solutions to all of those things. It happens almost instantaneously. It's mm -hmm. I without even Without even thinking about it, if you said to me, hey, we're going to take a road trip and this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to leave and blah, and this is what it is, my brain immediately goes into, well, if we're taking this trip, what if Callie doesn't have the time off of work and what happens if this and what happens if this and are we going to record the show and we're supposed to do this and when can we move this? And I immediately prioritize where those problems are. It's just a weird thing that I do. But what that's taught me and what I kind of wanted to say here is – if you want to find a solution, there is always one there. There is always Every, one there. Always. A solution always exists. You might have to work for it. It might. Yeah, you, it might take collaboration with someone else. It may take you hours. It may take you a long time to come up with a solution. You know what I just realized that went off like a light bulb in my head? What? My job is problem solving. Yes, it is. Which is what's funny because even at work, something will happen. And I'm like, that's a problem that can't be solved. But since I can't say that, not can't, but my whole like MO with being an assistant is whatever they want. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to go jump off a building or anything, but if they're like, Hey, we need this. And I'm like, that doesn't work with our expense account. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't say that I figure it out. Yeah. So I don't know why it's so different for my personal life. Um, but yeah. So, solutions. Um, and the um, 
every problem also just another way if you want to make it like kind of gamify it is i don't know if that's a word but like make it a game because in my head it's a game you love games don't you i love getting through the obstacle course of a challenging thing yes like i love and so so to me that's a win so if you can make it a game remember that every problem is a solution waiting to happen and when you find that solution you win you win that round of the game so anyways i don't know if that's going to help anybody i don't know if that's was just a a waste of five minutes of our show or however long we were talking about it but it just popped in my head and it felt important like in a way that maybe there's just one person who needed to hear it Mm -hmm. kind of important so anyways there you go i don't know why i just said the word anyways 11 times wrapping that conversation up. I don't know. Anyways. Um, our pick me. I was kidding. That time okay. was intentional. Okay. Um, our pick me up newsletter comes out today. It is written by Katie Burke and it is our newsletter full of things that are just going to make you happy. So I always say to keep it in your inbox. And then when you stumble upon a crappy part of your week, open it, it will guaranteed 1000% make you smile. Um, our pick me up newsletter is sponsored by George's own credit union. And you can sign up by going to callieandjeff.com and click on the pick me up tab. All right, I want to clear out the last of the I said what I said voicemails. We have just a Such few a left. Such a funny thing. I love this. How can we, maybe we just do it like on the first. No, because I think we don't say when we're going to do it because we'll never follow through with it. I think whenever something comes up that's just randomly funny, we'll just do it again. When the mood strikes us. Yeah. We'll do I said what I said. So I want to play these last. And then um, I have a call that I think is is our our voicemail of the week. I forgot to play it on yesterday's show. Um but I'm I'm kind of hesitating to play it because if I'm understanding it correctly, it's 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 slightly disturbing. It has to do with those hospital codes that we were talking about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How there's a code for everything. I think you asked Callie. Yeah, I did. I asked people to call in because Jeff was, I think it was like one of your three random things or something uh-huh. saying the weirdest things that hospitals have to code for like injury wise. So yeah. there's like a thing that's like, if someone comes in with a fork to the face, yep, there's a code for that. And Correct. I said, what's the weirdest thing you've ever had to code? And you know, well, ask to call af- after I clear out these, I said what I said calls. Um, you might regret asking people to call in okay? because of this one call. Hey, this is Heather. I hate cookies, all kinds of cookies. I said what I said. Not just Girl Scout cookies, not oatmeal raisin cookies. All cookies. All cookies. That's so sad, Heather. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Tracy. And I just want to say I don't like cheese. And there, (gasps) I said what I said. Bye. Oh, I wish I didn't like cheese, but it's so good. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Leanne, and I'm a little behind. I'm catching up, and you guys are doing the I said what I said. I'm going to be food-related. I was born and raised in the South, deep South Georgia, as a matter of fact, where this food is a staple at every potluck, picnic, family dinner, holiday dinner, you name it, it is there. I don't like potato salad there. I said what I said. (laughs) People are right. That is freeing. (laughs) Y'all have a great day. Bye. All right. One more. I said what I said. Call. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jeff. It's Tammy and Ackworth. I don't like concerts. 
They're overpriced on everything between merch and food and cost of tickets, cost of parking, just overpriced. I hate when it's indoors and you're slammed in right next to each other and you're all like pushing on each other. I just I just don't like concerts. I will tolerate an outdoor venue, but I don't like concerts. I said what I said. There they I are. I kind of agree. Really? Yeah. You don't like concerts as much as I do. I don't like, I appreciate concerts and I appreciate the amazing art form and how much goes into it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like, they make me anxious all the way around from getting there and having to sit in traffic to parking far away to then getting there. And it's like, do you stand up or people not standing up? Um, are we clapping now? Are we not clapping now? Yeah. Can the person next to us hear me singing? My voice is terrible. Um, and then like, do we go before the set's over and wait do it we out? Try, or do we do try we, to be traffic? Right. Are we trying to be traffic now? Are we, we can't drink because we drove here. Right. Um, parking's like 35 bucks. I mean, it's just a whole, the whole concert experience to me just doesn't do it for me. And concert tickets are not loves concerts. Well, yeah, but, um, I have started waiting like concert tickets are so expensive now that if you leave before the end of the show, you don't get your money's worth. You're not getting your money's worth. Cause like, they always close with a big closer. And so if you're sp- spending 90 or $140 a ticket, you need to be there before it starts. And you need to leave after it's completely over. Yeah. You know what I will um, look forward to is if we ever do concert pods where you get your own pod for your own people. So it yeah. kind of like insulates your night a little bit. Um, Those that's are- the other thing. Like I can't even remember last concert I went to where someone didn't spill something on me or, you know, it's just. Just so you know, the concert pods yeah. already exist. They're called sweets and we're not rich enough to afford them. Mm, awkward. All right. Here's the. Voicemail of the week. I'm going to present this to you, Callie, without comment. I think I know what it means, and it sounds horrifying. Okay. You will have to validate. Hey, good morning, Callie and Jeff. In response to episode 516 about what medical professionals, uh, what weird codes they've used. Um, I'm a 20-year labor and delivery nurse, and no lie, there is a code for when a woman um, let's just say she has a bad at-home bikini wax situation and she gets stuck to the bathtub. There's a code for that. We can put that in. Have a great day. Stuck to the... I have no idea what after, she's talking about. After a bikini wax? So does that mean that there's some wax still somewhere in the bikini area that sticks to the tub? Why would you be in a tub? To take a bath? Yeah, I don't get that. Oh, okay. I have no clue what she's talking about. I just imagined maybe she'll call back. What, getting your butt stuck to the side of a shower? No. What? No. If you're sitting in a bathtub and you go to stand up and you can't because the (laughs) wax is... But why would you be... Oh, you go... I'm confused. Why would that... Why would you be in a bathtub at a labor and delivery? Labor and delivery. She's just saying what kind of nurse she is. Uh-huh. Here, listen to it again. Hey, good morning, Callie and Jeff. In response to episode 516 about what medical professionals, uh, what weird codes they've used. 
Um, I'm a 20-year labor and delivery nurse, and no lie, there is a code for when a woman, um, let's just say she has a bad at-home bikini wax situation and she gets stuck to the bathtub. There's a code for that. We can put that in. Have a great day. So she's okay. Get, so I guess that is true. She's getting a bikini wax at home. So she's doing it herself, probably. Doesn't get all the wax off. Goes and sits in the shower. Yes. And then you get stuck and have to call 911 and say, I'm stuck in my shower. And that will be covered by insurance because there is. You know what I would do? Because I would be totally afraid to call the paramedics because I would just be like, you know, like if a dude showed up, I'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. Like, I know that you're very good at your job, but I just cannot have you in this situation. I, I would literally call my OBGYN's office and page the on-call doctor and be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll tell you what I really love about Liquid IV's energy multiplier. I love the fact that it's so convenient. I'm not an easy coffee drinker. I can't just have a cup of black coffee and go about my day. I need the fancy stuff. It needs to be iced. It probably involves some sort of syrup and foam. It's certainly not the most healthy coffee recipe on the planet, and it's definitely not convenient. So when I need an energy boost, I go to Liquid IV's Energy Multiplier for convenience. It gives me the boost of about two cups worth of coffee, but it's just a stick of powder that you mix into a glass of water. You drink it down, you get the energy boost. It's more sustained for me than like caffeine or an energy drink. And it's balanced. It just levels me out for the rest of the day. Like I said, it's so convenient. Grab your energy liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com, promo code UPSIDE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you have ever bought a bra for yourself, you have encountered one of two things. I'm guessing. Actually, I'm not guessing. I know because everybody has. One is you buy something that is either super uncomfortable or ill-fitting, but you're wearing it because you're like, you know what? I need it and whatever. So I'm just going to roll with it. Number two is you have a super uncomfortable encounter with someone that works at one of the stores and you feel really awkward, even though they're professional and it's just a whole thing, right? Well, I am telling you to skip the store. Don't go in store anymore because Third Love has something way better. They just launched the fitting room, which is a new and improved version of their FitFinder quiz that I've been telling you about for so long because I absolutely love it. And through this quiz, they can determine the best fitting bra for you. And let me tell you, Callie's Honor, it works. It works so well that I have now swapped out all of my old bras with Third Love bras and I wear them every single day. I would like to recommend the 
classic t-shirt bra that is my favorite bra. By far, hands down, best bra I've ever worn. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering upside listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. It looks like 2021 is not going to be as crazy as 2020. And that's a good thing. Probably going to be getting out more, exploring more all very, very positive things. But there are going to be times where you have to stick it out at home. You have to stay in and stay safe. And if you have a KiwiCo box delivered to your house, your kid is going to have something fun to do, science or art related, every single month. For trailblazing toddlers to more experienced explorers and every stage in between, there is a KiwiCo crate. As a matter of fact, we had one sent to us for our newborn, Ellie, and one of her favorite toys came out of the KiwiCo crate. You can cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with hands-on projects every single month shipped right to your door. And there's no long-term commitment. You can pause your subscription or cancel it at any time. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line. Use the code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code UPSIDE. Today's quote of the day is... There's no such thing as a small act of kindness. Every act creates a ripple with no logical end. All right, here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, This is something horrifying. Google knows every single website you've ever visited. Weird. Apparently, you can go to Google's My Activity page and you can see a historic timeline of your web activity as in every website you visited. So, uh, and it's apparently, I haven't looked yet at mine, but um, apparently it's private. So only you have access to this information or anybody who has access to your Google account okay, um, has access to the information and it's accurate to the very minute. So weird. if you get to the end of a workday and you're like, I didn't accomplish anything, you could pull up this page and see minute by minute what you wasted your time That could on. be a bad thing. <laughs> like how many minutes you spent reading Yikes. TMZ. What's the one you look at now that you, you're addicted to? Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. Yeah. News and gossip. Um, yeah. So uh, just know Big Brother is always watching. Uh, number two, here's a hint or a tip, I guess, if you're trying to lose weight. And I actually agree with this and have done it in the past. And I'm going to start doing it this week. If you want to lose weight, step on the scale every single day. It will help you drop pounds. Hmm. Um, Researchers found that weighing yourself every single day helps people stick to their diets. I know that there are like dietitians and experts and fitness people who are screaming, no, no, no. This is a terrible thing. It's terrible for your psyche. But for me, I'm progress motivated. Mm -hmm. So the scale that we have is digital. So it'll show like a weight, you know, 0.4 or whatever. So if I get on the scale and it's 0.4 one day and the next day it's 0.1. You're like, I'm like, I did it. I, that was working. That day was a victory. 
But I also don't get too hung up on the when I step on it and it goes up by a pound. Like that doesn't wreck me. But I think if if you're emotionally I get that sensitive to stuff like that, I you probably that. wouldn't want to do it. But um, the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Diet Etics, Dietetics. That's the Scientology thing, isn't it? Dianetics. This is diet etics. Dianetics is Scientology. Oh, this is diet, E-T-I-C-S. Yeah. Different. Uh, And then my third random thing is if you want to be happier, do something nice for someone else. One of the quickest ways to boost your own happiness, according to science, is to engage in acts of kindness toward others. This is something that children already know. Studies that were done in the United States, China, and the Netherlands found that young children display greater happiness when they're sharing a treat or a toy than when they're receiving the treat just for themselves. So it's inherent. It's in your being. And we've talked about this um, before. We all, Callie and I both have, um, and T-Bird and Katie, all of us involved here with with the Upside, have the Proposity app on our phones. And if we're ever having a bad day or we're just frustrated or whatever, we'll log into Proposity and just fulfill some needs, fulfill a need for somebody. And it makes us feel good. So for today, those are my three random things. Now, since I am going back to work this week and since I'm back to work, um, I'm kind of doing an audit, so to speak, of my systems that really, really work and then places to find improvement. And there are some things that I am so proud of. And I feel like if you're an overnight shifter or you have a weird schedule that doesn't necessarily line up with what the day is like. If you're a non nine to fiver, if you're a non nine to fiver, because the way the sun works and the way the day works, you just have to be more efficient when you have a weird schedule. It's it's hard to explain unless you've done it, but the people that are overnight shifters are like, yes, I totally get it. You just have to do different things to stimulate you because the time of day and where the sun is, isn't helping you. Correct. And yeah. And you have to sleep when other people are awake. And I remember when I used to work mornings, the crazy hours that Callie works now, the worst thing to me would would be going to bed. And I used to live in a house where the people who had the backyard that was up against mine Mm -hmm. would, I could hear them outside and smell the steaks that they were grilling while the sun was still up. I'm in bed and I've been in bed for 30 minutes and I can hear them putting dinner on the grill. And I'm like, yeah. Um, anyway, so one of the things that I am so good about, Jeff taught me this and it has become a go-to staple for making my mornings so seamless is doing, making as many decisions as possible the night before. Yep. So that means laying everything out, including your keys, your water bottle, your every single thing, even like laying out your pills, laying out everything and putting it in the order in which you do it. Yep. So you can have a mindless morning. Um, there's something that is known as decision fatigue where you can wear yourself out and you spend, you know, 
energy in the morning that makes you stressed uh, making decisions. So do that at night. Steve Jobs. Do that at night. Steve Jobs famously addressed decision fatigue by having a, quote, uniform. Like he wore jeans and black long sleeve shirts. Um, every Like that was just what he had. So he had a closet full of the same style and size jeans and all Mark these. Zuckerberg does that too. Yeah. He does it with like hoodies, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Um, and it takes one less decision yeah. out of your day. I think um, I think Barack Obama did it as well. Yep. I think all of his shirts or all of his suits were identical, just different colors. Mm-hmm. So he never – there's never a thought of which suit do I wear, which whatever. It was just – here it is. Yeah. You know my dad used to do that. Yeah. He used to have the suits he was so ahead of his time lined up, right? But then he would take it one step further and have the ties that matched – on that the hanger. suit yes. on the hanger with the suit. Yes. And he would do the shoes under that and then also the socks because he would go into work really early in the morning before my mom was up and he would get dressed in the dark. And I think his reasoning at the time was he showed up to work one day with something that was totally mismatching because he got dressed in the dark. That's funny. So then he always had, you know, these ties go with this, but it eliminates – one more thing that you have to do in the morning. Like yep. You don't have to decide from 30 ties which one you're going to wear. Okay, there's five on the hanger. Perfect. Grabbing one, go. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. It's important to celebrate small victories as often as you can. I've had a couple over the past few days that I would like to share with you. Oh, okay. One I posted on Instagram. I get a tremendous amount of joy when I completely clear the top of a of, of a sealed bottle mm-hmm. from any of the adhesive of the seal. Okay. okay. Well, so, those things could be hard to open. So you get like half the thing or the whole thing. Yeah, and then it kind of peels off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking not a prescription pill bottle, but like aspirin or whatever. Uh-huh. Like if you peel the top of it off and all of the adhesive comes off, it feels good. Well, a few days ago, I peeled off the top of a jar of a new jar of peanut butter and there was nothing I had to scrape off with my fingernail. There was nothing nice. that remained. It all came off. That was a small victory. I felt good. And then on that same exact day, and I didn't put this one on Instagram because I didn't want to be all braggadocious about it. (laughs) So I left this off the grams. But uh, also on that same day, I was the first participant in like a 10-person conference call. Oh, nice. I'm never the first one. We had, and I'm always the guy who comes in like like where they've already started for 30 seconds. Yeah. And he goes, boop, and like, oh, hey, that must be Jeff. Like, they know it's me. Yeah. From process of elimination. So I dialed in. We had a... um, You know what I hate more than that? Is when people are like, who just dialed in? And you're on mute, and you have to unmute because you're somewhere loud, and then you have to be like, oh, it's Callie, and then they stop the whole thing, and they're like, who is it? And Yeah. I never have that problem because I'm always last. Well, this time I was first, and it felt so... Good. It was a small victory and I celebrated it and now I share it with you. Good luck on finding your small victories this week. Good morning, Callie and Jeff. Callie, I'm thinking about you, sending you good vibes today as you return to work. 
Um, I hope everything goes great for you. I've been there, done that, and I know it's going to be a um, tricky day for you. So hang in there. One thing I have learned in life is that it is so hard to move forward when you haven't made peace with the past. And that is something that therapy has helped me with so much. I am such a huge fan of therapy. I will stand on the rooftops and shout it because it is so important and it can really help you be your best self. Now, if you have no experience with therapy, don't worry. BetterHelp is making it as easy as possible. And as someone that has done therapy and tried the search for finding a counselor, let me just tell you BetterHelp is the easiest way to go. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside and you'll answer a couple of questions about yourself. They will hook you up with a licensed professional counselor that you can meet with in the comfort of your own home via video or phone or whatever works for you. And if you don't mesh with the person that they hook you up with, they will hook you up with someone else. No questions asked. If therapy is something that you've been wanting to try or you feel like there are things from your past that are holding you back from your future, try BetterHelp today. As an Upside listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Hey, Callie. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, I am 35, and I have had headaches when storms come ever since I was 12. Um, and last week, I had the worst headache for like three days all around all those storms. Um, so, yeah, it's not because you're old. It does happen. All right. Love y'all. Have a good day. Bye. Hey guys, this is Christy from Louisiana. I was thinking of Callie all weekend long, um, knowing that she's going back to work on Monday. I remember when I went back to work and I cried um, with my first child, who she'll be 16 on Friday, but I still remember um, how heartbroken I was to have to leave her. Um, but the upside was I was leaving her with my mom, and um, later on my husband was a stay-at-home dad, and um, I know Jeff's going to do a great job, just like my husband did. And my husband always sent me videos and pictures, and it just helped the day go by and um, helped me feel like I was a part of their day. So y'all are doing a great job with baby Ellie. Um, she's so loved, and we love you guys, too. So have a great first week back at work. Callie, bye. Hey, Jeff, it's Crystal. Look, I've only been on the earth for three and a half decades, but... My sister and I both get what is called barometric migraines. My sister, Brittany, has had them since she was in first grade. So I don't think it's your age. I don't. And I had a knee replacement, and I had my first knee surgery at 14, so my knees ached since I was a teenager in high school doing cheerleading. So it's not you. You're good. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Callie, I just wanted you to know, this is Lisa. Um, I've been thinking about you, and I will be thinking about you today. Um, my son is 28, and I still remember the first day I went back to work after maternity leave. I was a nurse at um, Children's Health Care. I totally get it. Just know we're thinking about you, and I hope you have an awesome day. You're so lucky that Jeff is able to work from home, so her dad will be there with her. So that's amazing. I wish you two all the blessings in the world. Have a great day. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Eileen. 
Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Katie Burke on the um, recipe with the chocolate chip cookie pie that she put in the upside uh, maybe two weeks ago. I made it for my husband's birthday yesterday, and it was the easiest recipe. It was a big hit with the family. And yes, by the last two slices, we were just eating it right out of the pan. So my husband loved it. It was quick and easy. I highly recommend. So thanks, Katie. But Callie and Jeff, hope you both had a great first day on this Monday. Uh, Jeff as a stay-at-home working dad and Callie going back to work. Um, You're doing all the right things. So have a great day. Bye. You can't be perfect without knowing what imperfect is. You have to experience imperfection at some point to go, now I'm perfect. I would urge anybody listening to really, really look into what their definition of success is because it should be yours, not other people's perception and not their definition. So a win is always a win when you know what it is to you.